episode number 15. Hello, friends. Welcome back. This is the Expected Returns Podcast. My name is Stephen Lutman. I'm a real estate investor and agent in the capital region of New York State. This is very much a real estate focused conversation. However, we do also touch on financial markets, economic data, really anything that impacts the world of housing. If this is your first time checking out the show, welcome. Thanks for stopping by. We do have a newsletter that went out to subscribers within the past day or two. Touches on July's jobs report and how it impacts the world of housing. If that's interesting to you, if you want to get future content, be sure to swing over to sjlincoln.com slash join. That's where you can sign up. It is completely free. So please do consider doing so. That's it. No further plugs. Let's get into the show. Where I want to start today is with people that are good looking. There are certain groups out in society that get beat around quite a bit. The billionaires, politicians, for me, least favorite group, hands down, the attractives. They will never appreciate how good they have it. Those are my own feelings. They don't really apply to this particular thought experiment, but I want you to think for a moment that you're at a party glancing around the room and you happen to lock eyes with someone that is beautiful, just to the point where it takes your breath away. This could be blonde hair, brown hair, tall, short, fancily dressed, something more casual. It's going to mean a lot of different things to different people. But the one characteristic that they all have in common is that they're never standing alone. Attractive people have options. Congress recently passed the CHIPS Act to the tune of $52 billion. Now, we care about this specifically here in the capital region because Global Foundries is a top 10 employer. And after the passage of the CHIPS Act, Global came out and announced plans to proceed with uh, an expansion to the facility to the tune of, once completed, around 1,000 high-paying jobs. Now, the conversation is, do we as American taxpayers want to be in the business of funding already established profitable companies and profitable to the point of billions of dollars? We'll quote here from Vermont Senator Sanders, quote, I worry not only for this bill, but about the president. Any company who is prepared to go abroad, who has ignored the needs of the American people, will say to Congress, hey, if you want us to stay here, you need to give us a handout, end quote. Well, no shit. These are multinational companies we're talking about. Their loyalty is first and foremost to shareholders, and it always stops there. Second, typically, is going to be customers, and it's not till you get about third or fourth priority till you run into employees and the municipalities in which they operate. So then we turn to, do we need to be in the business of manufacturing here domestically in the US? Times Magazine had a piece about the political negotiations that went back and forth prior to the passage. And as part of the talks, they had a national security advisor come in, talk to the politicians. I guess at one point it was discussed that 98% of chips purchased by the Department of Defense are tested and packaged in Asia. A few media outlets have reported 90% of advanced chips are made in Taiwan, which the big concern here is if tensions do increase with China and Taiwan, what does our access to chips look like at that point? People who are making the argument that this is a national security issue, I can kind of get there. Now, Senator Sanders isn't the only one pushing back. Quote, the president also underscored that the law requires companies to pay union prevailing wages to build semiconductor fabrication facilities funded by the bill. Communication Workers of America President Chris Shelton has said 
This will ensure there isn't a race to the bottom. Translation, construction will be more expensive and non-union contractors won't benefit, end quote. That is not coming from far left outlet. This is directly from the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal. So you're getting pushback from the far left and you're also getting pushback from the, we'll say, center right of Wall Street Journal. To me, this is much more a jobs bill than it is addressing national security. To the best of my knowledge, the $52 billion that we're going to be spending doesn't give us dibs on the semiconductors once they're produced. These companies are still going to be selling to the highest bidder. If you fall into the camp that, yes, manufacturing needs to be done here within the states, then the next question is, are we better off funding a government agency, something like equivalent to NASA, or offer tax incentives to already existing private sector operators? Many of us are familiar with the pictures probably about a month or so ago from the James Webb telescope that is replacing the Hubble. Amazing glimpses into the universe. Nobody's going to argue with that. I am going to be a bit of a wet blanket and say the original projections of the telescope were to cost somewhere in the $1 to $3 billion and would take roughly eight years to complete. In actuality, $10 billion in expense and 20 years to complete. So we're roughly 250% longer than anticipated and 300 to 1,000% more expensive. Government usually gets there eventually, but along the way is incredibly inefficient. This show leans very much private sector. So if given the choice between nationalization and free market, when it comes to solving problems, the answer is almost always going to be the latter. Hot girls have options, so do large employers who are in the business of solving complex problems. In both cases, you better make them feel appreciated, otherwise they're going to leave you for somewhere better. Next, a few more news items, but first a quick word from today's show sponsor. SJ Lincoln Realty, based right here in the village of Boston Spot, helping home buyers and sellers throughout the capital region. I've been a real estate investor for the better part of a decade and operate the office here as the licensed real estate broker. If you'd like to connect, if you have a housing related need, whether it be renting, buying, selling, perhaps becoming an investor, please reach out Stephen at sjlincoln.com. That is my email address or certainly feel free to visit sjlincoln.com slash book a call. Again, Stephen at sjlincoln.com sjlincoln.com slash book a call. Let's get back to the show. Last week's CPI print was viewed pretty favorably by markets with inflation coming down a little bit month over month. One outlier story that caught my eye is that Tyson Foods and Kroger are both reporting consumers transitioning away from steak into less costly meat options, chicken and pork. You live in the capital region. You're either a Hannaford person or a price chopper person. I'm a price chopper guy, and my favorite section is, and probably forever will be, the discount meat aisle. I love a good discount, which was great for the longest time because I was the only one there. Nobody else was shopping for discount meat. Except now it's a different story, where if you plan on venturing into the discount meat streets, well, be prepared to throw elbows because there are a lot of people there competing with you. 
What this is showing us from the Kroger and Tyson Foods data is that the price of steak is elastic, meaning as price goes up, consumers are comfortable transitioning to less costly alternatives. One reason the Fed is having such a hard time driving down the cost of housing, right, we've talked about on previous episodes, Chairman Powell is essentially waging a blood feud on your net worth. Stocks are down, crypto's down, bond portfolios are down. The one sole survivor up until this point has really been real estate. If you're familiar with the acronym TINA, there is no alternative. When it comes to housing, you're either owning, you're renting, or you're on the streets. There is no pork option when it comes to housing. What are the action items here? Well, if you find yourself in a family that's struggling with their grocery bills, and as a reference point, a family of four is paying $80 more per month now than they were 12 months ago, consider, I know it sounds crazy, but consider checking out frozen meats. From what I read, apparently it's 30 to 50% more cost effective and you can get just as good a quality. Also, and I've been doing this for years, check out generic brands over name brands. For me, a lot of the stuff tastes the same, so it didn't really matter. If you're on the other end of the spectrum, if you have some available funds, real estate continues to show in different economic cycles how resilient it is. It holds value, it increases in value. Consider becoming a real estate investor. Starbucks is rumored to be bumping prices 80 cents on the pumpkin spice latte when it launches in a few weeks. Something worth keeping an eye on, all of those pumpkin spice everything fanatics out there. How inelastic is a $5.40 latte going to be? We're about to find out. We started the show today talking about government attempting to solve complex problems. Next, we're going to pivot to government absolutely giving up. Let's say you and your family decide to take a trip to Los Angeles, book a nice hotel room, and the kids decide they want to go swim down by the pool. What's one group of folks you might not be thrilled about them running into? Probably the homeless. Well, let me introduce you to the Responsible Hotel Ordinance, which starting in 2024, if passed, would require Los Angeles hotels with vacant rooms to start housing the homeless. The owner of the Hampton Inn Suites Los Angeles was quoted as saying, my staff is here today. This is no joke to them. If this passes, they will look for other opportunities, end quote. Of course they will. These folks aren't trained to deal with mental illness, drug use that's attributed to large segments of the homeless population. This is the California government giving up on its people, saying, we failed, this is not a problem we can address, but private sector, we're gonna dump this on you, you figure it out. Oh, and by the way, you don't even have a say in the matter. This is very much an extreme outlier. A more macro concern is housing affordability. A number of tenant right groups are petitioning the president to enact rent regulation on a national level. Depending on the study you look at, our country is short somewhere between 1.5 and 5 million housing units from what the economy would actually absorb. Think for a moment about telling a farmer that the amount they can sell their produce for is going to be capped. But the costs associated with growing that product, fertilizer, tractors, almost will certainly continue to get more and more expensive. There's bound to be a lot less folks excited to become farmers. 
And with less farmers, you guessed it, less food. The same concept holds true for housing. You disincentivize construction when you arbitrarily cap upside returns, but allow for unlimited risk to the downside. Next thing you know, we'll all be moving to Los Angeles to live out of hotel rooms. The last segment today will be story time with Steve. Now, there's an old expression, the devil's in the details. However, it turns out a lot of times you don't even need to look that hard. It's actually staring at you right in the face. My housing payment is set to increase by $6,000 this next year, which is especially interesting considering I have a fixed rate mortgage. So what's going on here? How can this be the case? When it comes to paying school taxes, county taxes, homeowners insurance, a vast majority of us aren't doing it ourselves, but instead pay periodically into what's called an escrow account. And it's actually our lender who then takes those funds and distributes it throughout the year. At the beginning of an escrow period, you receive an estimate of what the costs over the next year are gonna be. And at the end of the escrow period, you receive a summary. And the summary is gonna tell you either A, we overestimated at the beginning of the year, so here's a small refund check, known as a surplus, or B, looks like we underestimated what your costs were gonna be, so we require a small donation to bring the deficiency to zero. Unfortunately, your boy here belongs to a very rare third bucket where the lender says, oops, we drastically underestimated how much your costs were gonna be throughout the year. So now I'm faced with two things, two options. I can either A, get kicked in the pants $500 every month for the next year, or B, rip the Band-Aid off all at once, lump sum payment, and it's actually the latter that I elected to go with. We talked earlier in the episode about asset prices taking a beating. Well, here is the fancy term of the episode, tax loss harvesting. The IRS allows you as investors in different assets to, if in the event that you sell something at a loss, that loss can also be applied to other gains in other investments, which is what I'm going to do. So unfortunately, we took a beating in the crypto streets this past year. We're going to be selling at a loss. Fortunately, real estate has been good to us this past year. So we're going to take the loss, apply it against gains. What am I getting at here? Well, just because you can set it and forget it with an escrow account doesn't mean that you should. Monitor your bills, keep an eye on things, because again, a small surplus, a small deficiency, not a big deal. You don't want to be in my seat where you're suddenly looking at an increased housing payment of again, five to $600 a month. Hopefully you got something out of this. Thanks for listening. If you or somebody that you know that lives in the capital region has a real estate related need, buying, selling, investing, maybe they need to rent a place, let's connect. Steven at sjlincoln.com. That's my email address that goes directly to me. Uh, sjlincoln.com slash book a call. That's the website. That's where you can schedule something where we can jump on a Zoom or we can jump on a traditional phone call depending on your availability. Again, Stephen at sjlincoln.com, sjlincoln.com slash book a call. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again soon.